Hey, this is George Plaster, and for the very best in sports, keep your dial on 1017 FM WKOM. You're listening to Bulletproof Estate Planning, the show where you gain clarity and understanding about such things as last will and testament, the probate process, trusts, and how not to lose everything you own to the high cost of the nursing home. Now here's your host, Estate Plan Stan. Hey, good day to you. Good day to you on this June the 24th, 2023. You're listening to Bulletproof Estate Planning with your host, Estate Plan Stan. I am Stan Prichowski with Prichowski Estate Law, Prichowski Elder Law, located on the square in beautiful downtown Pulaski, Tennessee. Bulletproof Estate Planning is the show where we talk about all things estate planning. That's right. If it has anything to do with estate planning, we talk about it. We talk about last will and testaments. We talk about revocable living trusts, special needs trusts, asset protection trusts. And we talk about 10 care planning that helps keep people from going broke while they're in long-term care or going broke while you're in the nursing home. As always, I encourage questions. So this show is all about education and about what your options are. So if you have a question, you can call me at 931-363-7222, or you can go to my website, estateplanstand.com. That's E-S-T-A-T-E-P-L-A-N-S-T-A-N.com, estateplanstand.com. And there you can find my email, and you can ask questions that way if you want. I always enjoy doing this show here on Front Porch, Front Porch Radio, WKOM, 101.7 in Columbia, Tennessee. And keep in mind that all my episodes are posted as podcasts on the WKOM website. So if you ever miss one or you want to go back and review a topic, it's all there for you to do so. All right, so we always start the show off with what's coming up in uh, the Prochowski Estate Law world. And what is coming up is the next seminar. And the next seminar is at the end of July. Let me pull my calendar up here and make sure. I'm pretty sure it's July the 29th. And it is. July the 29th, and that's a Saturday. And it's going to be at 10 o'clock in the morning on the Saturday, July the 29th. And it's going to be at the Star Theater. That's uh, It stands Star with two A's. It stands for Southern Tennessee Area Arts Repertory uh, Community, uh, Th- Star, Community Theater for, for the Arts. And... It is right next door to my office here on the Pulaski Square. The actual address is 105 North 1st Street, but uh, that's it. So, all right. So, you know, if you want to come to that, we call it Will's Trust in the Nursing Home. Give us a call, RSVP. uh, Call my office at that 931-363-7222 number and get on the RSVP list. You'll be glad you did. Those seminars are good. Uh, We get a lot of good feedback from those. Uh, folks really like those, so stay with me on that. Uh, come and see me, and we'll talk about some good stuff. You know, we'll talk about some of the stuff we're talking about on the show. It won't be as quite a deep dive as what we do on the show, but it'll be, you know, it'll be some stuff. And if you ha- that way, you kind of get to hear it all together, and uh, that that that's usually helpful to some folks. So, all right, what we were talking about last week, we're planning on picking up on. Okay, we're going to pick up where we left off. And just in a brief review, last week what we were talking about was we said we're transitioning from this concept of 
the Income Only Asset Protection Trust, which is a asset protection trust that we use when you're not in the nursing home. And it will protect your property from the nursing home. Okay? So we put our property in the trust if we're not if we're in what we call pre-planning. Okay, if you want to go back and review what that is, it's in last week's podcast. So um, so if you're not in the nursing home, you're in pre-planning. But if you're worried that someday you or your spouse might go into long-term care and you want to make sure that your property doesn't get consumed by the high cost of long-term care, that's what the pre-planning is. And that's what the Income Only Asset Protection Trust is designed for. And remember we said if you put that property in there, you has to, the goal is to put the property in the trust and stay out of the nursing home for five years. And the reason it has that five-year period is due to what is called the five-year look-back rule. Now, all of last week's show was dedicated to this concept of the five-year look-back rule. I think it's pretty misunderstood, and I'm trying to nail it down, give you folks a definitive answer and an definitive understanding of how this thing works. And we talked about that being a future event because the five-year look-back rule that you hear about doesn't begin until you file a 10-care application. You can't file a 10-care application until you're in a facility. So it is, it's a future event for most people. Now, when you do file the application, I said, what you've done, if you've given the 10-care the right to look into your financial history for five years, and that what they're looking for is, had you given anything away for less than market value? Now, there's many terms out there for that. It's Technically, it's called a divestment. Uh, the, the statute, the 10-care statute, refers to it as a divestment and also refers to it as an uncompensated transfer. I like to use the word gifts because it's all the same thing. So when you hear those, they're all interchangeable. And what they mean are, it's when you give stuff away and don't get anything in return. There's no quid quo pro. There's no compensation. And I made a couple of examples. And I said, you know, a lot of times people tell me they go to their hairdresser and they say, you know, hey, if your husband's getting ready to go in the nursing home, you need to hurry up and deed your property to your kids now. So they rush out and they write a deed that says, okay, here, son, here's my house. $10 love and affection, you know, a token consideration. Now, that's a gift because the son didn't pay you $300,000 for the house, right? You just gave it to him. And that's what they're looking for in this five-year period. Because if you give property away in five years prior to going into the nursing home, the law allows TenCare to presume that you gave it away for eligibility purposes, which means they can presume you gave it away so that they couldn't get at it which 99.9% .9 of the time is exactly why people do it. I mean, there are some reasons why people give property away other than that. But for the most part, people are doing it, try to keep it from going to long-term care. Well, if you've done it in the last five years, you didn't gain anything because what they're going to do is punish you for giving that property away. And I think we kind of ended last week. I said when we resumed, we were talking about, okay, how do we calculate this punishment? So the punishment is called a penalty period. Now, as a further review, I said last week that if, let's use that property, that example I just gave, where you gave your property to your child and it was your house. You gave it to them. And then say three years later, you go in the nursing home. 
And they look back five years, and they, of course, since it only happened three years ago, they're going to see it. What are they? You know, what are they going to do? Okay, let's. Well, they don't worry. They can't go take the property away from your son. You know, they lack the jurisdiction to do that. Ownership was complete when you deeded it to your son. So, a lot of people ask me that, and they worry about it because suppose my son borrowed a bunch of money and built a house on it. Is that property all at risk now because it was done in the last five years? The answer is no. They can't come take it away from him. It is his, and it's been his for those three years. What they can do, though, is punish you for giving it away. And the way they do that is they create a period of ineligibility. It's called a penalty period. A penalty period is a term of months that they will not pay for your long-term care, even if you are eligible and qualified in every other aspect. And that's usually the way it works out. You know, you, you turn your application in, they look at it, and they say, gee, Stan, we got your application. Thanks for sending it in. We checked it over for medically needy, and then we checked it over for income, and we checked it over for assets, and we find that you are eligible, Stan. We're ready to pay. By golly, $8,500 a month. Uh, you know, your income goes to the cost of care. We'll pick up the rest of the tab. We are ready to pay. But... We're not going to pay, or at least we're not going to start paying yet. We're going to impose a penalty period because you gave away this piece of property. You gave away this house to your kid in the last 60 months from applying for 10 care or being in the nursing home. And so, you know, we create this period. So I'm going to talk about how they calculate that because there's some myths out there about, you know, how that comes up, how long it lasts, stuff like that. So I'm going to try to dispel some of those myths. So let's talk about it. Uh, it's a little bit of a math problem, so it's hard to do on the radio. I'll keep it simple. And, you know, you just have to stay with me on this because this is how it's figured up. And I said earlier that this penalty period is something we deal with practically on a daily basis. Uh, with our 10 care cases, our eligibility clients, we are always aware of this five-year period, that it's out there, how it works where we are in it if we're dealing with it. Because, you know, some of our strategies actually invoke the period. We'll get to those as we transition past this concept and get into crisis planning. Because when we're in crisis planning, the five-year look back is right smack in our face, front and center. So that's why I'm ta talking about the uh, good understanding of the look back period before we actually enter the concept of crising, okay, of crisis, I'm sorry. So let's talk about how this thing is calculated because it's specific and it's based on value. Now, I told you last week that in this five years, when they're looking through your financial history, they're really only looking for one thing. And they're looking to see if you gave anything away and, you know, for less than its fair market value because that's giving it away. I mean, if, you, if somebody paid you for it, that's not a gift, right? That's a compensated transfer. You had a piece of property, you gave it away, and now you got the money for it. So, not, you know, if you want to look at an asset from your standpoint or from view, your viewpoint, you've not changed. Let's take a $210,000 house. I use that number because it's going to be an easy number to do in our head on the radio. So I got this $210,000 house. And it's, you know, it's worth $210,000. So I have an asset of $210,000. Do I not? So let's say I decide to sell it. Compensated transfer. I get a buyer and he says, Stan, I'll pay you $210,000 for that house. And I say, well, by golly, that's just what I was wanting to sell it for. So we got a deal. 
So he hands me a check or cash for $210,000. Now, from my standpoint, from my own viewpoint, has my asset position changed in any way? The answer is no. I had $200,000 going in. I've got $200,000 coming out of this transaction. Nothing changed. The only thing that changed was the posture of the asset. It was real estate. Now it's cash. Okay. You know, if the person would have paid me in $210,000 worth of gold, I'd still be whole. I'd still be in the same position. They'd have paid me with $210,000 worth of cannabis stocks. I mean, you get the idea, right? Uh, it's a compensated transfer because I'm getting something for it. And I'm getting the fair market value. Okay. So that what they're looking for is have you given it away and you didn't get fair market value? Or a little later in the show, we're going to talk about only partial fair market value, like um, partial gifts. So we'll talk about those here a little in the later, later in the show. So that's sort of looking for those. And what they're technically going to do, they're going to add them all up. In the last five years of, of going in the nursing home, if you did it more than once, they're going to add them all up. So let's say for an example, because what we're going to do is I'm going to explain to you now how they come up with the penalty period. And the way they come up with it is like this. They're going to sum them all up and get a dollar amount of what you've gifted away, the property you've given away for less than fair market value. So when they do that, they're going to add them all up. But let's say for this example, there's just one transfer, just one. And say three years ago, so I'm in the nursing home, okay? Three years ago, I deeded my house to my son. And I said, son, here's that deed to my house for $10, love and affection. That's what we call a token consideration. No money really changed hands. We're just using something token to satisfy the consideration requirement on, on any, any and all contracts. So we, I give it to him, and he does not pay me $210,000 for it. I just gave it to him. That's what they're looking for. So when they see that, let's just say in that whole five years, I'm in the nursing home, I filled out the application, I turned it in. They look back five years. In that whole five years, they only see this one transaction. Okay. So they're going to say, Stan, we got your application. Thanks for sending it in. We're ready to pay. We are ready to pay your 10 care bill. I mean, your nursing home bill. And the way we, 10 care, are going to pay it, Stan, is let's, you know, your income is $1,500 a month. So all your income is going to go to the cost of care. Your cost of care is $8,500 a month. So your income, $1,500, is going to go to the cost of care. That leaves a balance of $7,000 a month. Stan, we, 10 Care, are going to pick up that tab and we're going to pay this $7,000 a month for you because we've looked your stuff over and you are eligible. You are qualified. We're ready to pay. But, let me tell you this, Dan, let me, but we are not going to pay for a little while because we're going to impose a penalty period because in the last five years, you gave away $210,000 worth of property and didn't get anything for it. Now, if they were to explain it to you, which they don't, but if they were to explain it to you, they would continue this conversation and say, and the reason we're imposing this penalty period on you, Stan, is because had you kept that $210,000 piece of property, you could have used it to pay privately for your long-term care. And then when you were broke and that was all gone, then we would have picked it up. Okay, but So we're going to impose this penalty period. So how long is it, I would say? Well, gee, 10 care, how long is the penalty period? Well, Stan, here's how we calculate the penalty period. The penalty period is the value of the property you've given away. And then we're going to divide it by a number 
It's a special number called the Tennessee Divestment Penalty Divisor. Every state has one. Uh, It's different in every state, but every state has one. And that number is in dollars per month. So the the numerator of this fraction, it's a fraction. The penalty period equals a numerator divided by the denominator. So the numerator is in dollars. That's the value of what I gave away. And the denominator is the Tennessee Divestment Penalty Divisor in dollars per month. Now, the, the Tennessee Penalty Divestment Divisor is a number that is supposed to reflect the average cost of care in the state of Tennessee. The number's kind of low, but it has come up in January. came up by 400 bucks. So here's how it, way it works. And now, if, if, if you have dollars in the numerator and dollars per month in the denominator, the dollars are going to divide out, and you're going to get an answer in months, okay? Those of you who are math geeks like me, that makes perfect sense. If you're not a math geek, just take my word for it. So let's see what those numbers look like, and that's going to be the penalty period. Now, one thing I would like you to know, there is no upper limit on how long the penalty period can be, okay? No upper limit. I have people, I've seen people gift away $2 million farms, and they get themselves in 20 years of penalty period. So there's no limit. No, it does, it's not capped at five years or anything like that. That's that's one of the myths I hear. You know, well, they, the penalty period can never exceed the length of the look-back period anyway. Well, they have nothing to do with each other. Absolutely nothing to do with each other. It's not capped at five years. So we don't... Now, if something's going to, if something's going to exceed the five-year penalty period, there's a way to work around it. But I'm, I'm not going to, that's this, that's a topic for a different radio show. This one is about this, the, this look back. So we got this penalty period. They're going to figure it up and they're going to tell us what it is. And before, you know, I, it takes a little, a few minutes to go over that. And I'm sort of coming up on the break. So before we get to the break, let me just cover this. You keep hearing me talk about fair market value. Now, fair market value in, in, in the real world is what a buyer will pay and what a seller will sell for. But with real estate, it's already predefined, and TenCare predefines it. So TenCare predefines the fair market value of your real estate as the tax, the number on the tax appraised tax card. So it's the tax appraised number. Now that number is always lower than what you could sell it for, and most of the time that works in our favor. But that's it. So if you sell, if my house, if my piece of property, if I go to the tax card and it'll say land value, improved value. Total market value. If the total market value is $210,000 and I sell it for at least that, that's considered a compensated exchange for fair market value. So I have to sell for at least that to not get a penalty, okay? If I sold it for less than that, I'd get a partial penalty, and I'll talk about that here in just a bit. So that's that's so fair market value is defined by the tax appraised value. And that changes every five years. You know, last summer we had our uh, census and everything went up, right? Yeah, you remember, everybody remembers that. That was kind of a nightmare. So, all right. So, listen, we're coming up on break number one. So, stay with me here on Bulletproof Estate Planning. Uh, I'm your host, Estate Plan Stan, and we'll be right back with more five year look back calculations.
60 years, people have shopped Parks Motor Sales to get the best vehicles and the best service. ParksMotorSales.com has details on new Buicks, certified pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs, financing, certified technicians, parts, tires, and much more. Stop by 919 Nashville Highway, take a Buick for a test drive, and learn why the Buick Encore and Buick Enclave are among America's most reliable vehicles. Experience the new Buick at Parks Motor Sales. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Hi, this is Dr. Wendy Tui from the Dr. Gill Center. Most chronic back problems are caused by compression from the disc becoming thinner and bulging as we get older. All we have to do is treat the disc by gently decompressing the spine. You may not have to rely on dangerous drugs, risky injections, and often unnecessary surgeries. If you are experiencing neck, back, hip, or leg pain, it's likely we can help you. Initial exam and x-rays, $39. Call me painfree.com or 615-551-9224. People often ask about the initials after mine and Monty's names. Those initials are CFP, Certified Financial Planner. As a CFP, we will do our best to help you in the attainment of your financial goals while protecting those assets with proper insurance coverage. We encourage the team approach of holistic financial planning by working alongside your CPA and attorney. This is Gay Pike with Caledonian Financial in historic downtown Columbia. Let's make a plan. Securities and investment advisory services offered through NBC Securities Incorporated. Member FINRA and SIPC. Murray County Volunteer Firefighters provide fire and rescue services to Murray County residents like you. I'm Savannah Madison, Public Information Officer with Murray County Fire. Our department serves over 600 square miles, and as a volunteer department, we rely on community donations to operate. You can also support by joining our department. We help you obtain the certifications to become a support member or firefighter. Learn more about making a tax-deductible donation or becoming a firefighter at murraycountyfiretn.org. That's murraycountyfiretn.org. This is Coach Traders Golf from Columbia Central High School Football. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Welcome back. Welcome back from the break. You are listening to Bulletproof Estate Planning, and I am your host, Estate Plan Stan. And before the break, we were discussing this five-year look-back rule, the fact that this rule produces a penalty period, and that the penalty period is a period of ineligibility, 
where TenCare will not pay for your long-term care, even if you are eligible in every other aspect. And it comes from gifting property away, giving it away for less than fair market value. And we were going to talk, we were right at the point of figure of going through the equation that figures that out. Now, if you're not a math person, don't panic. It's not a it's not a heavy equation. <laughs> it's pretty easy, but um, uh, it's important that we know it. Okay, so now, and when we're talking about land, when we're talking about land, you know, we have to be the fair market value has been established by TenCare, and they have established that to be the tax appraised value on your tax card. And we said that that value changes every five years. Remember last summer, everything went kind of crazy um, and everything zoomed way up. Well, you know, four years from now, it'll be much lower than what you can sell it for. But that's the number. So we don't have to worry about saying, well, what's fair market value? I don't know. What, how much will somebody pay for it? That's a little too hard to nail down. So TenCare has determined that for TenCare purposes, right? doesn't have anything to do with what your house is really worth on the open market. And because of that, when we get to the crisis planning, there's several strategies where we hedge or take advantage of the difference between what TenCare says is worth and what we can actually sell it for. And those are pretty amazing strategies. Those will blow your mind when you find out what we can do with real estate. If you're worried about if you're in the nursing home and you're, and you're trying to deal or you're planning or before you go into nursing home. Okay. So stay with me on that. But it all derives from this concept of this five-year look-back rule and this fair market value versus uncompensated transfers. All right, so the example is this. What is the penalty period if in the last five years of me going into the nursing home, I did one gifting away, one action, one transaction, and I gifted away a $210,000 piece of real estate? And again, the $210,000 is just a number I'm picking that's easy to, to use in our head because we're on radio. You can insert the value of your house or your real estate or your bank account for that matter, or you can insert the value of whatever you want to give away into this equation if you want to know how big of a penalty period it's going to create. So $210,000, and we're going to divide it by the Tennessee Divestment Penalty Divisor, which right now is $7,090.20. Okay. Now, so we got one hundred. We got two hundred ten thousand dollars divided by seven thousand ninety point two zero, and that's dollars per month. And I told you, you know, the dollars will divide out, and the answer is going to be in months. And the, that's the number of months that's going to create the penalty period. Now, if it's seven thousand ninety, I'm going to round it to seven thousand dollars. Make it nice and easy, okay? So two hundred ten thousand dollars divided by seven thousand dollars per month is going to be. 30 months, okay? Actually, the number would be a little smaller if we use the actual 7,090, but we're on radio, okay? We're trying to do it conceptually. So we got a penalty period of 30 months. So the, the 10 care is going to say to me, Stan, we got your application. It looks good. You are eligible, man. Uh, we know you're in the nursing home. You're asking us to pay. Good news. You're eligible. You have qualified. We're going to pay. But... Here comes the big but. But we're not going to pay for 30 months because you gave property away. You gave $210,000 away three years ago. And that was within the five years of you going into the nursing home. So we're imposing a penalty period of 30 months. And their theory is if I'd have kept the property, I could have used it to pay them. Okay. Now, I don't like 
I don't like the, their theory, but at least it helps me understand it if I know what the theory is, right? I don't really agree with it, but it is, you know, it's what the, it's the law is what they make it. So, so we got this 30-year penalty period. And now, I'm sorry, 30-month penalty period. So now the question is, what am I going to do for these 30 months? I'm in the nursing home. I'm medically needy, right? I, I would never have qualified. I couldn't even send in an application until I was actually in a facility. So what are my options? Well, there are very few, really. The choices I have are I can private pay for 30 months because 10 care is not going to pay. Now, let me back up just a little bit. If 10 care is not going to pay and the nursing home once paid, do they have to keep me? The answer is no. I mean, they can eject me because they can eject me because I, they're entitled to get paid, right? If you're going to be there and they're going to do their services and do their caretaking and whatever they do, you're, you're supposed to pay for it. So I can private pay. Now, but that, now the question comes up, well, can I, can I private pay? I mean, I kind of gave all my stuff away, didn't I? I mean, I'm eligible, which means I got my countable assets down below 2000 and uh, here I am. And so, but I don't have much anymore. So how, I may not be able to private pay because I gave my house away. So I don't have any assets, right? Or I can just choose not to get any care. Now that's, either way you look at it, I mean, those are your only two choices. If you can think of, if you can think of a different one, I'm all ears. Of course, somebody once said to me during one of my seminars, they said, well, your kids can pay for you. And I said, well, they can. That's right. But that's not a choice of mine. That'd be something I'd be relying on. If they're, they're, if they're available and they have the wherewithal and they're willing to pony up and pay my nursing home bill of $8,500 a month for 30 months, I mean, God bless them. I probably have the best kids in the world. So, um, But, you know, I, I don't want them to do that. I don't want to be that burden on them. My gosh. What a financial burden. I mean, it's a financial burden on me, and that's why I'm trying to get TenCare to pay for it. So it's certainly going to be a financial burden on them. And they're paying a bill, and they're not even getting anything for it. They're not the ones receiving the care. So nobody wants to do that either. So really, we only have these two choices, private pay or don't get care. Now, do you see how harsh this penalty is? That's why I call it punishment. I mean, I've said several times, if you give stuff away... 10 care is going to punish you for it. They call it a penalty period. I call it a punishment period. I think my term is stronger and it needs to be stronger because it is a harsh, harsh result. This is why I've said so many times that we deal with this five-year look-back rule all the time. We plan around this. We deal with it. We try to avoid it because this is a bad place to be. Okay? This is a tough place to be because we got to get past this 30-year period. Now, what TenCare will do when they impose a penalty period, they also say, stand the very day your 30 months is up, we will start to pay. Because you are, and I'm making quote signs here, you are, quote, otherwise eligible, but for the penalty, unquote. That's the mag magic language, okay? And so they're saying, you are eligible, we'll pay, but we're going to punish you first because you gave property away that you could have used to pay us. Because remember, I told you the presumption under the law is if you've given anything away in the last six months, I mean, you know, good grief, I'm, I'm having a hard time with my numbers tonight. If you've given anything away in the last 60 months, the five-year period, the presumption under the law 
is that you did it for eligibility purposes. So they can presume, oh, I deeded that to your, you deeded that to your kid because you knew you were going to head in the nursing home someday and you didn't want us to get it. Now, that's a rebuttable presumption, but I'm here to tell you, uh, if you're trying to rebut this presumption, you're not in a very good place. I was, I was successful rebutting this presumption once, and I had great facts. So uh, I, I, I rarely see that be successful. So you don't want to be in that position. I mean, if, if you could, it, the, the law says it's rebuttable because if you can prove to them you gave it away for a purpose other than eligibility, then they won't penalize you for it. That's hard to do because if there's any whiff of you going into long-term care, any whiff of you having some kind of medical problem, you know, I've read case after case after case on this, and a lot of times they'll say stuff like, well, so-and-so had um, was diagnosed with COPD 10 years ago. So, you know, they are already, it is foreseeable that if they give anything away, it would be to avoid the nursing home because they have a condition that could potentially put them there. I mean, that's the kind of sh- crap that, the, that the, the administrative court puts out. You know, you, chances are you didn't give that away because you probably weren't even thinking about 10 care if it's 10 years ago. But that's what they come up with. So it's a very difficult row to hoe. The burden's on you to prove it wasn't for eligibility, and they don't need much to overcome that and have the presumption carry the day. So we don't want to be trying to rebut that. And I, like I said before, the 30 year, the thirty months, there's no upper limit to this penalty period. It could be years and years. It could be 20 years. It, it's, it's based on the value. So there's another myth I want to dispel of. And a lot of people say, if you give property away, you have to wait, thir- you have to wait five whole years before you can qualify. Is that true? Well, no, it's not true. Why isn't it true? Well, five years is how long they can look back to see if there's an event. A gift. The the time you have to wait is based on the value of the gift. Remember the equation? The the value of what you've given away divided by the divisor. And I said the divisor was seven thousand ninety dollars and twenty cents. So to prove a point, you know, when I gave away two hundred and ten thousand dollar house, I got a thirty month period. Let's say I gave away exactly what the divisor was. Let's say I gave $7,090.20 to my son. Just wrote him a check. Said, here you go. And the 10 care people find that in my bank account, which they would. And they say, where does $7,090.20 go, Stan? I say, well, I gave it to my kid just because I felt generous and wanted him to have it. I say, okay, we're going to impose a penalty period on that. Well, if you do the math, $7,090.20 divided by $7,090.20 is going to give you one month. So the myth that if I give something away, I have to wait five years before I'm eligible is just that. It's a myth. If you give something away, you'll get a penalty period. And like I said, the five, the only re- where the five years enters into that is how long they can look back to see if you've given anything away. If they find you've given something away six years ago, then they can't use it. It's outside the jurisdictional 60-month period. So the, the, the myth is busted. Uh, the, the penalty period is based on the value of what you've given away. If you give away a lot, you can expect the penalty period to be big. If you're giving away a little bit, maybe not so bad. So, okay, so that's how we calculate the, the penalty period or the punishment. And that is really the bottom line of this five-year look-back period. It is the, deter- 
the whole look-back rule is to determine this penalty period and punish you. Because I said last week, I said, you know, the natural human thought process goes like this. I've worked all my life. I've accumulated a lifetime of wealth, my, my spouse and I. It's ours. I don't want anybody to get it. I want to leave it to my kids or I want to use it in my retirement years and then leave what's left to my kids. It's mine. I should be able to do that. But since my wife is in the nursing home now and it looks like they're going to get everything we own anyway, why can't I just give it all away? Okay. Well, that's the natural human thought process. And this is the this is the uh, result of that. So if you do give it away, you can. Nothing says you can't. But if you do, you might want to know the baggage that goes with giving it away. And that is the penalty period. And the penalty period is a harsh, harsh result, in my opinion. So you do not want to be there. Now, they, you know, when we get to crisis, there's actually a couple strategies where we intentionally trigger the penalty period. It's kind of a way that we figured out to make the penalty period kind of work in our favor and help us out. Uh, that's really unique math when we get there. So we'll have fun with that on the radio without being able to look at a PowerPoint. But, you know, it is what it is. And we'll talk about it. So that's the penalty period. That's how it's calculated. So it's really kind of straightforward. Again, the penalty period is equal to the value of the gift or gifts that you gave away in dollars divided by the Tennessee Divestment Penalty Divisor at the time, which at current, currently right now for 2023, it's $7,090.20. When you divide $7,090.20 in the value of property you gifted away, you get, an answer, you get an answer in months. That is the length of your penalty period. Okay? So we want to keep that in mind so that we always know where we stand when we give stuff away. Now, let me mention this. I'm going to go into some examples of partial giving, underselling, and overbuying, stuff like that. But let me, let me, let me point out two things. When you, this gifting, two things. One, you're going, to give, you're going to be penalized whether you or your spouse gives it away, if you're married, of course. So if the husband is the applicant, you know, the applicant's the person in the nursing home applying for 10 care benefits. If the applicant is the husband and the wife has given something away in the last five years, they're going to punish the applicant. Husband and wife are different rules than single person. And a husband and wife, they always look at like a collective unit. So that you don't, you know, people have tried that. It doesn't work. If your spouse gives it away and you're the one in the nursing home, you still get nailed with it. So that doesn't work. Okay. So there's, there's that. There's something else I wanted to go over about the penalty period. Uh, let's see. That was the, if it's you or your spouse was the one thing. Uh, there's no upper limit to it. Uh, I've sort of lost my train of thought, and I can't think of what it was. Well, it'll come to me. When it does, I'll bring it up. Oh, I know what it was. It was it was this penalty period. Okay, yeah, I remember now. This penalty period. If you have a penalty period, okay, let's say I gave my house away for 210000 The penalty period is 30 months, right? I can cure the penalty period. I can make that go away. In, in the state of Tennessee... We are one of the few states that allows both a partial or a complete cure of the penalty period. And here's how that would work. I give away my house to my kid three years ago. It causes me a 30-month penalty period. So I go to my kid and say, hey, son, you know, I got my, I got my ass in a sling on this because I gave this property away. And now they're wanting to stick me with this 30-year penalty period where they're not going to pay. 
can you please deed the property back to me? And if my son says, no problem, dad, here you go. Here's a deed from me, son, back to you, dad. All right. I Now, as far as I'm concerned, the penalty period has gone away. I cured the gift. But you got to keep in mind, but now I have the $210,000 asset, right? I have reversed the gift. The asset now resides with me. Now, when they look to see, are there any gifts in the last five years? They're going to see a gift, and they're going to see where the gift came back. And so they're going to say, okay, you didn't give anything away. And that's right, because now it's back with me. <laughs> and it's back with me during the eligibility process. So, you know, have we, have, you know, sometimes we'll cure the penalty period. Sometimes we won't. Most of the times we will, but now we have to deal with the asset. We got to do something else with it. But anyway, I wanted to point out that if you have, the reason I bring that up is because if you have given away property and now you listen to me on the radio and you're thinking, oh no, um, uh, we've given it away. We, we just screwed ourselves or we just screwed over Ann Gertrude by giving her house to my grandson or something like that. Well, you can get it back. You can cure it. So don't panic. We can always fix it. You know, I tell people all the time, anything you can get into, you can get out of. I mean, including things like pneumonia, right? If you can get, if you can get into a, get your tail caught in a crack and get into a bad way, we, 99% of the time we can get out of it. And this is a way to get out of the penalty period. If, now, that is all contingent on can you get the property back? If it's real estate, you know, I've seen it come back. Now, if the, my kid built on it and put a lot of money into it, you know, then it's kind of a working a tort against him to get it back because he's going to lose out. You know, so or, now if it's money, that's real hard to get back. Why? Well, where does $50,000 go, Stan? I gave it to my daughter. So I go to my daughter and say, hey, I, they're giving me a penalty period. Can I get this money back? And they say, well, I spent it on my kid's tuition or braces. Uh, I don't have it to give back to you, Dad. It's gone. So, you know, that's the kind of stuff you run into with money. So you can cure it if you can get the property back. And you can do a partial cure. So if I gave away $50,000 but only got $25,000 back, I could cut the penalty period in half because I can do a partial cure. So see how that works? All right, well, listen, we'll pick it up there after this second break, which we are coming up on. And we will continue with some of the nuances with this five-year look-back rule in gifting. So stay with me here on Bulletproof Estate Planning. I'm your host, Estate Plan Stan. Be right back. A time of love, a time of hate, a time of war, a time of peace, a time you may embrace, a time to Do you have a loved one who's either in long-term care or going to be soon? Are you worried about losing everything you own, everything that you've worked for your entire life? If so, we can still do crisis planning and protect the majority of your property. If you have a loved one in this situation, call me, Estate Plan Stan at Prochowski Estate Law. From a little information, I will generate a written report explaining how much property we can protect. Don't go broke just because you require long-term care. Call me, 931-363-7222. Farmer Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. I'm going to give you all a little look-see. We raise 100% non-GMO grass-fed beef, pasture chicken, and pork on our family farm. Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition for our family and customers. 
You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Etheridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road. That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information. It's time to put a Dodge in your garage. And at Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us for all the muscle you need. We have a huge inventory to choose from, from the spine-tingling 2021 Dodge Charger SRT to the 2021 Dodge Challenger Superstock. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Yep, at Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, we're flexing our Motor City muscle. You can count on us online at ColumbiaCDJR.com. Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? Experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hey, this is Trip Stoltz, owner and manager of Columbia Ace Hardware. Spring is here and we are ready. We carry a full line of steel, echo, and chandala yard equipment. We also have a great selection of grass seed, fertilizer, and garden supplies. With the most knowledgeable sales staff in southern middle Tennessee, come check us out at 112 East James Campbell Boulevard, Columbia, Tennessee. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years' experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. This is Sarah Elizabeth, and you're listening to Front Porch Radio in Columbia, Tennessee, 101.7 WKOM. All right. Hey, welcome back. Welcome back from the break. You are listening to Bulletproof Estate Planning. I am your host, Estate Plan Stan. And we were talking about the five-year look-back period and how it generates the penalty period. And we went through the math of that, and we decided it wasn't too difficult. Um, but, uh, you know, it's the, it's the value of what you've given away divided by the Tennessee Divestment Penalty Divisor. Right now is $7,090.20. And that gives you a period of months for which you are ineligible for care, even though you qualify. 
in every other aspect. That's how they punish you for giving stuff away. And when you hear the look-back rule, it's only about giving stuff away. It's these uncompensated transfers. I just had a seminar a, while, a little week or so ago, and the one we had in Lawrenceburg, and somebody, I was talking to somebody, and he said, you know, my wife and I are wanting to sell our house, but we're worried if we sell it now, you know, they're probably going to see it. One of us will probably be in a nursing home in the next five years, so they're going to see that, right? And I said, no, not at all. You can sell it. And they looked at me, their jaws dropped, and said, well, I thought, you know, they had this five-year look-back rule. And I said, yeah, but they only, in the five-year look-back rule, only, only, only applies to gifts, uncompensated transfer. If you sell the house, again, you're whole. If you sell the house, you got the money. You've got the asset. TenCare doesn't care whether it's a house or real estate. Or, I mean, real estate or money. As a matter of fact, they probably prefer money. It's easier for them to deal with. And they don't want a house. They don't like collect them all and stick them somewhere. So uh, only looking at these gifts. And if you do give it away, you get punished for it. Now, I mentioned that Tennessee can let you cure a gift, both completely or partially. So if you can get the whole gift back, you can cure the whole penalty period. It completely goes away. But like I said, but now you have the asset. And right before the break, I said, if you, you can also do partial cures here in Tennessee, meaning if you gave away $100,000 in money and you got, you got nailed with a penalty period and you thought, shoot, I can't private pay and I can't go without care that long, I'll perish. So you're trying to cure the penalty period, right? And you say, okay, you go to the person you gave the $100,000 to and say, can I get it back? And suppose they say, yeah, I can give it back to you, but I only have $50,000 of it left, right? I, I don't know. You know, I, I spent the rest of it. I can't give it to you. So when you when you did this, let me see, I'm doing some math here. When you gave them the $100,000, you created a 14-month penalty period, right? I just did the math on my calculator. So you created this 14-month penalty period. And let's say that's too much for you. And you say, I better get some of this back, okay? So when if you get, if it, but if all you can get back is half of it, now your penalty period is seven months because what the way TenCare looks at it, instead of you giving away $50,000, you only gave, I'm mean, sorry. I'm sorry about my numbers tonight. Uh, you didn't, instead of you giving away $100,000, you only gave away $50,000 because you got 50 of it back. So you got a seven-month penalty period, but now you got the other 50 in your in your ass in your resource column, right? So you have to deal with that, and that's what the crisis planning tools are all about. How we can turn that into something other than accountable asset, so you can keep it and still qualify. You don't want to get dinged with this penalty period, but you don't have to give it away. You know, a lot of people say if you want to protect an asset, you have to give it away. That's the only way to protect it. To which case, it's like, well, okay, then why? Kind of, kind of defeats the purpose of protecting it if I'm going to give it away, doesn't it? But, you know, the exact opposite happens. If you're giving it away, then why the heck am I protecting it? And now, but you're going to be stuck with the negative part. You're going to be stuck with the penalty for giving it away. I mean, talk about the worst of all worlds. But I see it. I see it practically on a daily basis. People are giving advice from their barber or from the shop owner or from the guy across the street and says, you need to start giving stuff away. You got too much money. Start giving it away. Well, when this comes back and bites them, it's not such good advice, and, and people act on that advice. I don't understand it. I just I think it's out of sheer panic and desperation that they do that. They don't want to lose everything, 
and it keeps them up at night. And I get it. It's a scary thought. So anyway, we don't want to do that. But in the last couple of minutes of the show, I want to go over, you know, a couple of variations of that. You can have overpayment for something that's considered a partial gift. Okay. Let's say you hire your kid to mow your grass. Okay. And the, 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 uh, the going rate or the reasonable, uh, reasonable rate to pay somebody to mow the grass is 15 bucks an hour. And you say, you know, it's my kid. I'm going to pay him 30 bucks an hour. Technically, for every hour you paid, they can call that a $15 gift because you overpaid. You're, you're sneaking in there money that you're giving away. Now, they can do that, okay? Now, suppose you, you gift or let's say you want to buy something like a car. Your kid has a car, and the, the true fair market value is $15,000, blue book value, okay? And so it's really worth $15,000. But you write a check for him for $30,000, and you buy it from him. If you do that in the last five years of going into the nursing home, they're going to find that. They're going to see that check written, and they're going to look into it, and they're going to find out that you paid $30,000 for a $15,000 car. So this fair market value works both ways. If you sell it to your kid under 15, you know, which is the next thing, underselling. But in this case, you know, we've they're going to look at that as a $15,000 gift because you paid $30,000 for something that had a fair market value of $15,000. So you're not dinged for the first 15000 you spent on the car, but you are dinged for the overpayment. That's going to be a gift or a divestment, and the penalty period applies. How about underselling? It's kind of the exact opposite. Let's say you got a $100,000 home, and your kid needs a home, and they're, you know, they're having time. They're struggling. They can't get on their feet. You want to make it easy for them. So you say, okay, I'm going to sell you this $100,000 home for $50,000 because that's all you can afford anyway. And I want you to have a place to live, right? Okay, so you do that. Well, you undersold it. You didn't get fair market value. So you've essentially given away $50,000 of fair market value. They're going to consider that a $50,000 gift because of the uh, the way you've done it. Now, what about joint ownership? You can create joint ownership and say, okay, I have this bank account. I mean, this property. I'm going to give my kid a 50% interest. Same thing. They're going to figure out what the property is worth and they're going to take the 50% interest that you gave away and they're going to give you a penalty period for what you gave away. So anything you can really think of along these gifting lines uh, was already thought of before the ink was ever dry on the Medicaid Act. So, you know, you, you it's all been tried before. So this is not a place to get creative. This is a place where you need professional planning because if you get yourself into a penalty period that you cannot cure, you have got a problem in your life. And we avoid this like the plague if we can. So, uh, all right, listen, I'm, I'm about out of time. You know, it goes fast. I, I'm surprised at how fast it goes. But if what you've heard this week has piqued your interest or got your attention, I'm glad. My mission with all this is to get the message out. And that message is that when it comes to estate planning, you have got options. You have lots of options. So if you have any questions about your own family circumstances, I'm more than happy to take the time to answer and discuss it with you. Call me at 931-363-7222 or go to my website at estateplanstand.com. There you can set up one of my 15-minute phone calls. That way, my time and attention is dedicated to your questions. So listen, the next seminar coming up is July the 29th. That's Saturday. We're going to do that at 10 o'clock in the morning at the Star Theater on the Square in Pulaski, 105 North 1st Street. So you might want to sign up for that. Remember, 
I always say that doing nothing has a predictable result, and it does. All right, so thanks for listening. Hope you enjoy the show as much as I enjoy doing it. I'll be back on Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, next Saturday night at 7 o'clock to 8 o'clock p.m. for the next episode of Bulletproof Estate Planning. Tune in for that. And remember, I am Estate Plan Stan, and I will see you next week. Front Porch Radio is Southern Middle Tennessee's home for the best in news, talk, and sports. Missed out on any favorite Front Porch programs? Check us out online at frontporchradiotn.com to download episodes of your favorite podcast. Listen live or listen online. Search for it on your favorite podcast app. iTunes, Spotify, Google, and Amazon Alexa. Join us on the porch, frontporchradiotn.com. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. More than 95% of people incarcerated in Tennessee will come home. I knew it would be tough re-entering society, and I figured I would need help. It's okay. Help is available. The new Tennessee Office of Reentry helps get jobs for people who have been arrested, charged, incarcerated on probation or parole. (laughs) Man, I'm glad to get some help. For more info, go to tnworkready.com. Brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Labor and Workforce Development, the Tennessee Association of Broadcasters, and this station. I just want to say that your show is disgusting. Two white men and a white woman attacking a black man who's a Democrat. You act like a bunch of Southern disgusting human beings. You need to get off the 
Dude number one, Mr. Jim York. Hey, Del, you made a comment and called me a jackass yesterday. Well, it, it, there was a uh, that was a friendly comment. Uh, that, okay, but. 